Welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording this from the beautiful, finally snow-covered Flathead Valley. It's Wednesday, December 8th. Once again, another issue of Flathead Living Magazine, the new winter issue, is on its way from the printer and will be hitting stands soon. The magazine, which was helmed by former Flathead Beacon managing editor Myers Reese for a number of years, now has a new editor, former Beacon staff writer Justin Franz. As the winter issue is just about ready for reading, Justin joins the pod to talk about his years working on the magazine as a writer, what it was like putting out his first issue as editor, and where he sees the magazine's future. He'll also preview the winter issue and highlight some of his favorite stories that readers will be able to dive into. But before we get to Justin, a reminder that this podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio. And they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some great perks, too. To find out more or join today, check out BeaconEditorsClub.com. All right, let's say hello to this week's guest, Flathead Living Editor, Justin Franz, who I talked to on Tuesday afternoon. Hi, my name is Justin Franz, and I am the managing editor of Flathead Living uh, magazine. Well, Justin, you have a long history with the magazine and the Beacon, so let's start with a little bit of background. You you interned here at the paper. You were a staff writer for a number of years uh, in the same desk I now stand at. Now you primarily edit train magazines. But let's start with your years at the Beacon when you when you first wrote for the magazine. Give us a little background on that time and what it was like getting to do something different than just newspaper writing. Yeah, so I was... Uh... I was an intern at the Flathead Beacon in the summer of 2011, uh, right after I graduated. I never left that internship. Technically means I've never really actually gotten a real job. I just had an internship for about 10 years. But yeah, I, uh, I worked for the, the Flathead Beacon, started as an intern for about six months, and then Kellen Brown, uh, the editor-in-chief Kellen Brown, took, uh, took pity on me uh, and decided to hire me uh, full-time. And by that basically means started paying me uh, more than what an intern would be paid for, which was at the time peanuts. And uh, I uh, became full-time at the Beacon in uh, January of 2012. And I worked for the Beacon for about nine years, um, covering a a whole variety of stuff, cops and courts, um, breaking news, Blackfoot Reservation, Lincoln County, Lake County, just sort of the surrounding areas. It covered a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and uh, also wrote for the magazine when I was at, uh, at the Beacon. I wrote for the magazine quite a bit. Um, we got Flathead Living Magazine uh, in about 2013, 2014. It had already been around for a number of years. Uh, and, and its previous owners wanted to, to get out of the publishing business. And so the Beacon uh, acquired the magazine then. And uh, it was a good a good product when when the Beacon got it, and I think it has only gotten better under the Beacon's management, uh, especially under uh, the previous managing editor Myers Reese, who um, handed handed the magazine over to me uh, a few months ago. And yeah, like I said, so I worked for worked for the Beacon for nine years. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I figured that was a good time for career change. Uh, you know, 
definitely, definitely a safe and smart thing to do. I thought newspapers were too, uh, too stable of an industry to be in. So I got into niche hobby publishing and, uh, so far so good. I haven't gotten laid off from that job, but, uh, my full-time job, uh, presently is editing, uh, a railroad magazine, which is aimed at railroad enthusiasts called rail fan railroad magazine. Been around since the 1970s, come up 12 times a year. Uh, and so that's my full-time job. And on the side, I still do a lot of freelance writing for a number of outlets and was, was doing a pretty good job of staying busy. And then early this year, Myers Reese uh, asked if I wanted to be even busier and offered me the position of managing editor at Flathead Living, which I gladly uh, accepted. Gladly accepted. Well, we're glad gladly you did. is not a word. That is, that was not, we need to edit that out. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about what you like about the, the magazine writing in general. I mean, it's it's more than just news writing in a newspaper, and clearly that's kind of the avenue you have trended towards in your career. What is it about it that really sparks something with you? Yeah, I mean, I love. Uh, I've always loved magazines. I when I was a kid, we I always loved flipping through magazines. Uh, you know, we always got National Geographic and, and popular photography and a whole bunch of train magazines, obviously. And I've always loved magazines because I think they are a great, um, I've always loved magazines because I think they are just, they set the standard for, for great writing, great imagery and great design. Um, you know, I, I love newspapers. I will always love newspapers, but I think magazines sort of can do the same thing in an even more polished manner. And, uh, and, and they give you the time and the space to really dive into a story. Um, you know, with a newspaper, you're, you've always got a daily or a weekly deadline with a magazine. It's monthly or quarterly. And that gives you a chance to really, uh, really dive into a subject and really tell a complete story through great reporting, great writing and great images. Um, and so that's what I, I really love about magazines. Um, and that's what I think Flathead Living has done for a number of years. You know, the Beacon always does incredible uh, journalism, but I think uh, Flathead Living can elevate those stories to another level through, uh, you know, thoughtful photography, thoughtful design and, and solid writing. Well, let's uh, dive into some of those stories. The magazine will be hitting stands soon, but we've already seen one feature. Uh, writer Maggie Dresser wrote a story about former Olympic skier, who is now the head coach of the Flathead Valley Ski Education Foundation. That was our cover story two weeks ago. Uh, let's start with that, some of the things you liked about that, and then can you take us through some of the other highlights in the issue? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, uh, a really great issue. Myers, uh, left me with a, a good, good stack of stories for this, this first issue. Um, and yeah, Maggie's story about the Flathead Valley Ski Education Foundation's head coach, uh, was really good. Uh, Hillary went from being a, uh, you know, having a, a downhill racing career with the U S ski team to working for the city of Whitefish to now, uh, being the head coach for the ski foundation. It's a really interesting story. Uh, you know, it's a really interesting journey that this, this person took, and I'm really glad we were able to share that story. Uh, another ski-related story that we have in this issue is your fantastic story about Cody Townsend uh, and his effort to ski 
uh, all 50 classic lines in North America. Um, I, I thought that was a, a fascinating story and fascinating profile of someone who can do things that I can only dream of doing. Um, and uh, again, I think that was a great example of, of where a magazine story can can elevate, you know, I think in a newspaper, had that been a newspaper story, it would have been shorter, more condensed. It would have been something like, Hey, this guy skied this one crazy line in Glacier National Park. Whereas with the magazine, we have a lot more space and time to dive into the the journey he took, you know, this insane journey, you know, bushwhacking through the the park to, to get to the summit and then the, the journey down the mountain, like it's a story that it's beautifully written, beautifully reported. And it's a story that really shines in a magazine. Uh, so we've got that. We've got another great story uh, from another regular contributor, uh, Bush LaCrome. He's a, a former newspaper writer and he writes about uh, the 15 people who were tragically killed during the construction of the Kerr Dam down in Polson in the 1930s. Um, it's a really fascinating story about the construction of that dam and has some really incredible um, historic images from Northwestern Energy of the construction of that, that dam that's just really just outstanding photos. We have a, a really great story from Andy Viano about a new Brazilian steakhouse uh, food truck that has opened in the Flathead Valley recently. We've got a great uh, interview with uh, the chef at Sacred Eats from Sky Lucas, who is our former intern at The Beacon. Um, And then we also have some great outdoor features. We've got a a piece from Kate York, another one of Flathead Living's longtime writers about sort of some of the the interesting phenomenon that you see in winter, Um, you know, rim ice, hoarfrost, Frost flower, grapple, all this sort of weird stuff that only happens in winter. Um, she sort of breaks that down, and, and it's really fascinating and, and well-designed piece. Um, and then, of course, we have all of our regular features. We've got uh, Dish. We've got uh, an excerpt from Whitefish Review. We've got Destinations written by yourself. Um, just sort of all the stuff that people have come to, to know and expect from the magazine, and it's a, a really great, really great lineup. Well, with you being the new editor, you obviously have uh, a little bit of room to let the magazine grow and, and take on a little bit of your own identity with it. Uh, and I know you've already sketched out like the next dozen issues uh, because you email us about it all the time. What is your vision for the magazine? What are some of the things that you want to bring to it and see it uh, evolve uh, now that you're in charge? Uh, you know, I really think uh, the magazine... You know, the magazine is already in great shape and I don't think a ton needs to change. But I, I would like to to try and get stories that really look at some of the issues facing Northwest Montana and the Flathead Valley. You know, get, get some stories that take, you know, issues in the news and really break them down and make them digestible and interesting to our readers. You know, there's a lot of big things happening in the Flathead Valley right now. There's, you know issues around housing issues around recreational management and those are all topics i would love for our writers to tackle uh in the magazine uh so to take a uh, 10,000 or 20,000 foot view of what they normally write in the newspaper and and sort of 
expand out that narrative and, and look at some of those issues. So yeah, that's one of the things I'd like to do. And but more than anything, I'd really like the magazine to continue to be a reflection of the best of this community. You know, there's a ton of fascinating people and places in Northwest Montana and the Flathead Valley. And I think Flathead Living has always highlighted uh, those interesting characters. And we just want to keep telling uh, the great stories that this valley has to offer. Well, we look forward to you shepherding all of those into existence every quarter. Uh, as of right now, Tuesday afternoon, what is the status of the magazine? It has been sent to the printer, and so I assume it is being printed, or if it has already been printed, it is being loaded onto a truck and is taking the icy journey back to the Flathead Valley, where it will be soon on your newsstand, uh, wherever you get Flathead Beacon, uh, local grocery stores, coffee shops, wherever you get Flathead Beacon, you should be able to find a Flathead Living. And, uh, of course, you can always find uh, Flathead Living Stories on the website at flatheadbeacon.com. Well, we are all looking forward to that. And, Justin, thank you so much for coming on and chatting about the magazine. Thank you so much, and I look forward to, uh, to talking to you again soon. Thanks again to my guest, Justin Franz. And to get a sneak preview of the winter edition of Flathead Living Magazine, be sure to pick up last week's issue of the Flathead Beacon and read the cover story from Speed Queen to Head Coach. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 6 p.m., Tuesday, December 7th. Following what she called continued meddling by a board of directors, Imagine If Library Interim Director Martha Furman resigned last week, making her announcement public during a board meeting last Thursday. Furman has spent 15 years with Imagine If and stepped into the interim role four months ago when Director Connie Behe left for a job in the Seattle area. Furman said the board has been trying to get involved with staff and materials policies overstepping its bounds. Earlier in the year, the board cut the salaries for both the director and children's librarian positions before relisting the vacant openings. During Thursday's board meeting, members of the board talked about their intention to rewrite policies and get involved in the ma- and get involved in the materials acquisition process, which has come under scrutiny with two LGBTQ-themed book challenges in recent weeks. Up in Glacier National Park, Kate Hammond has been named the temporary successor to outgoing Superintendent Jeff Mao, who recently announced his retirement. Hammond has been the National Park Service's Deputy Regional Director of the Intermountain Region and previously worked as Superintendent at Little Bighorn Battlefield Center and Valley Forge National Historical Park in Pennsylvania. According to the park's information officer, interim positions typically last for about four months and a permanent replacement is expected before next summer's busy season. Here in Kalispell, a massive COVID-19 vaccine clinic held last week at the Flathead County Fairgrounds for Children drew 233 kids ages 5 to 11 to the holiday-themed event organized by the Flathead City County Health Department. Outside, protesters were present and handed out anti-vaccine pamphlets and called attendees sheep. Health officer Joe Russell, who wore a name tag declaring himself the elf officer, was frustrated by the presence of protesters. Russell said he expects to see a rapid drive up to a 30% vaccination rate among children before plateauing around 40%, which would reflect the rough uptake of adults in the county. Currently, 4% of children 5 to 11 have received a first dose. And finally, there is snow on the ground in the valley, and it's coating the ski slopes. Whitefish Mountain Resort will begin operations on Thursday, a two-day delay. 
Getting to the mountain may be a bit more of a struggle than it has been in years past, however, as the number of seasonal snowplow operators statewide is currently half of normal due to staffing shortages. In the Kalispell Division, the Montana Department of Transportation is short four staff positions, which is only 16% lower than historical winter levels. That's all I have for you today. Be sure to keep an eye out for the winter issue of Flathead Living, which we'll get on stands as soon as the truck unloads at our office. Until then, you can catch up on all of the latest local news online at flatheadbeacon.com. This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday.